Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Salanum from the end of this game. This song is new to me, but I am honored to be a part. <laughs> I bet you didn't know he sounded like that. This is the Outer Wilds episode <laughs> of One Upsmanship. I'm one of your Upsmanships, Mr. Michael Swaim. And I'm the man of the Upsmanship duo. Oh, you like that? Adam Ganser. If uh, I were to claim, lay claim to a part of the word, I think I'd probably pick the ship because then I could fly the fuck out of there. <laughs> that's right. Uh, That's right. We yeah, we talk about <laughs> video games and sure whether do. or not they ultimately have contributed meaningfully to the medium of video games, which we both dearly love, and Very advanced so. that medium. And then we decide whether we'd slap it on a hard drive of games meant to impress some theoretical divine being or alien creature that we call <laughs> the celestial hard drive. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, and if I've ever thought more about who that being might be mm-hmm. uh, than when I did when I was playing this game. I'd be surprised. Ooh, it applies right? a little more directly in this it really case. It does. I yeah. also thought literally about the uh, the rubric we use and like, yes. well, okay, so are these yes. aliens? Because aliens would respond specifically to this game. Yes. Um, if you're not familiar with the game, you will be soon because we're about to pass our first checkpoint, which in this case means we died horribly in the vacuum sure of did. space. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got to see our whole life flash before our three eyes before we wake up again. Well, we have the four eyes, don't we? Night before the launch. Four eyes. You're yeah, right. Sorry, the so. no, I have okay. three. Thank you Correct. for keeping me honest. Um, and that takes us to our first segment. People who are just tuning yes, in are which like, tell what me like was I'm it? Ape what? Checkpoint what? <laughs> the, the point is we're in a segment <laughs> called games. Tell Me Like I'm 8-Bit. All right, let's go back to basics. Games on video. No, we're going to explain the game Outer Wilds uh, to someone who may not be familiar with it at all. Uh, Great. Adam... I yeah, asked. That. I asked us to cover this. So yeah, can you? Or, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I sort of brought you into yeah. the experience. So what were your thoughts on Outer Wilds? In a nutshell, tell me like I made. Yeah. So I'm going to save some of my personal thoughts and try to give a more general summary of what mm-hmm. the game is. So uh, it, Outer Wilds was made in 2019 by a, a company called Mobius Digital. Um, it, I believe it's one of their first projects, uh, and that is exciting on its own. Um, it's an action-adventure game where you play a, a first-time, I'm going to put that in quotes, first-time astronaut uh, who is going out to explore the mystery of your solar system and, uh, in theory, try to piece together some of what happened to an ancient precursor race that you're aware of but don't know that much about. Um, and the game is mostly space exploration, which then becomes sort of uh, a lot of puzzle solving. Um, like, you know, it's a three-dimensional perspective. 
and uh, then uh, also sort of a narrative about what's happening in this universe because there is a time loop a- uh, aspect to it where every 22 minutes uh, the universe resets and uh, you start over in the same spot uh, because of a very specific thing that happens uh, every 22 minutes that I want to talk about in a minute. Um, from sort of pursuing endlessly these uh, these different threads of on different planets and stuff in the system, you start to piece together what is happening, like what is what is going on in this universe? Why is there a 22-minute cycle that's going on? Why are you the only one that seems to be aware of the fact that everybody's dying and then re-, re- uh, being sort of reset, and uh, also what happened to the precursor race, and what's the nature of this solar system, and so on, all in the uh, service of discovering the mythical eye of the universe, uh, which is where this game concludes uh, the answer to what is the eye of the universe. Um, it, it yes, it's mostly it's mostly sort of exploration and puzzle solving. There's a little bit of not a little bit. There's a lot of traversal, but it's not as much a traversal challenge game as it is a puzzle game, I would say. And a little um, clockwork physics engine. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And it's I mostly just, crashing your ship fatally. It, yes, we're going to talk about that too. So, And I want to say before we get too deep in the woods about what is this game, we're going to spoil things in this episode. Um, like We're going to talk about puzzle solutions and we're going to talk about what the story is and means. And uh, if you have any interest in keeping that to yourself... Uh, for yourself to experience, which I recommend if you really want to play this game, you should play it before you hear our thoughts on that. You should know that now so that you're not disappointed later in the episode when we spoil things. Um, I'm going to try not to spoil everything, right, Mike? I think we're going to try to be somewhat respectful of that. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. I feel like we okay. show due Maybe respect. I, sh- I feel like we show due respect by saying up front, okay. we are going to spoil this. Fair enough. And I'll just say, um, I do think it behooves us because a lot of new folks are joining us since we switched over to iHeart. Hi, right. you. Uh, very Hi wise there. choice. Welcome. Welcome. But this is a spoiler cast. We talk about the games after we've digested them. We don't feel that there's a point in not spoiling the games because what we're after is a thorough discussion with nothing off limits about the nature of the thing correct so we we try to turn it inside out that of course means spoilers we'll try and mention that more frequently going forward because i know some new folks have been like you didn't tell me you're gonna in-depth spoil every aspect of the we might that's our prerogative we don't always do it yeah and we'll especially mention it in a case like this where the game is a giant puzzle, and the solution is the punchline to the narrative experience. Correct. So, if you're at all interested in playing it, this will spoil the need, like the the Christmas present of it. We're gonna open the box. So, and I think, here we go. I think it's safe to say, without giving you any of my direct opinions about it, this is worth playing. Um, and I Most think Mike will agree. say that too. It was too. on a lot of game of the yeah. year lists, of a lot of notable publications. It's worth playing. Love it's a it. very yeah. unique experience. I, I can't say I've played another game that is exactly like it at all. It's very unique in that regard. So that's, I think, a good summary. Would you add anything to that summary? No, I was going to add the okay. thing about spoilers. So I'm glad okay, you great. brought it up. And obviously, it's 22 minutes to make room for commercials, Adam. It's an even <laughs> 30 with ads. I don't even know why I'm playing coy about that. Exactly. Uh, you're uh, distributed right. by Annapurna is all I would add, only yeah. because that's become, for a lot of us, a pretty significant seal of approval. Uh, it carries yeah. some weight. Annapurna is not fucking up too frequently in the <laughs> games they choose to release and distribute. Like, 12 minutes, I thought, sucked, but <laughs> for the most part. And they take... Uh, they take big swings on interesting concepts, which including 12 minutes. Yes. Um, also, so, this, this game released this year for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, which is to say there's a 60 frame per second update that is becoming available in like a month or whenever this comes mm-hmm. out, some, sometime around that time. We did not play that version, and I am bummed that it's coming out now because I was like, fuck, I would have rather... Nor did I play the version. DLC Echoes of the Eye. No, I didn't this either. is about the game Outer yeah. Wilds, <laughs> which I think that's is right. fair of us. I yeah. think that's more than fair. I Let's agree. pass another checkpoint, uh, which means we had to use our oxygen as fuel and then suffocate alone again. Too many times. Too many space. times. Yeah. yeah, as we always are, alone in space. That's right. Um, and that brings us to our next segment, which is the Gamer Rants portion of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we usually try to loosely alternate, and since we we have no guests this time. It's a simple 
simple, simple, simple process. It's simple a simple swap. switcheroo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll be player one. Player one, plug it in with my rant. Uh, very, very interesting. Hmm. Wow. What an emotional roller coaster. Because yeah, as happens often with this show. Uh, I mentioned it because I think it's actually key to my point of view on this is I brought Ganser to this. And like, if we cover Stanley parable, I think it's fair to say I brought you to that, right? Or, um, and I pull you over to these things always after I've put in a few hours and I'm like, have great confidence in the concept and the team and think, okay, they have something to say. This is going to be great. I got to get Adam to play this so we can talk about it on the show. And then this has happened several times where I then, then you go, yeah, and we cover it, which means I have to play through it in its entirety. Mm. And I go, too long, <laughs> yeah. too long. Um, and I actually do think that about Outer Wilds, too long and too floaty, which is, I know, like blasphemous in some ways. And that's why I'm putting it in the rants because it's the spicy portion of my take. The rest of what you're going to hear from me, and uh, and I'll save that for the end when it's cromulent, but the rest of what you're going to hear from me is what you've probably heard from other publications if you've read a lot about other wilds outer wilds i hope that between the two of us we can resonate some unique insights and make the show worth its weight but like very good unique um like nothing i've ever played before gives me a lonely but um bracing exploratory feeling that i get from other very monumental games like breath of the wild um this kind of lonely exploration is a thing missed also makes me feel this way. Very mm. rare in gaming, hard to achieve. Few even try. Um, Tunic had a little bit of the vibe or at least Elden was trying to get there. Um, I think Elden Ring's too silly and friendly for that. Okay. To oh, feel okay. lonely. But I that's that. literally just because like I see sheep doing tumble wheels yeah, or yeah, yeah, car yeah. wheels and I kick glowing skulls around and I'm like, you guys are silly. That's what I get from Elden <laughs> Ring. Um, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah, mean yeah. the like uh, and it's funny because this this game's very susical. Uh, it's not not silly, and they make straight up jokes throughout it. But um, you know what I mean. I mean, I know Adam knows what I mean about the lonely, solitary explorer feeling um, that certain games give you, and this definitely gives you that. It, it compares very readily to Deathloop because it's a puzzle experience limited by your. Or, or the pace is defined by whenever you solve the puzzle, you solve the puzzle. How long does the game take to beat? Well, five and miss, this is true too. Five minutes if you know what to do. Um, but you have to figure out what to do or cheat. And cheating ruins it because the whole thing is figuring it out. It's literally the joy of discovery itself. And that's hard to pull off. They do it super well. I still don't like how floaty and hard to control it was and how the traversal challenges felt unfair and how long it took me to get to the end of the game. And what's funny about a puzzle game is you can go, well, then I guess you're just dumb, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it was a puzzle. If you figured it out faster, maybe it wouldn't have been frustratingly long. And I'm like, yeah, you know, fair enough. I bailed on The Witness because it just got too damn hard. Mm. And... um. I'm smart in some areas, dumb in other areas. For whatever reason, uh, Outer Wilds feels like a third too long to me, and that's the only knock against it. Everything, oh, I mean, and the physics are a little floaty for me, and yet I can stand on the aisle and respect that other people might have liked the feel. For example, as I usually do, I watched a speed run of this too, so I could make additional notes from like that vantage while just watching someone race through. And of course, there are people, right? who can jetpack like a freaking Rocket League master, you know, flying through the air, so fancy free, stopping on a dime. I am not that. Um, I'm skilled at video games, and I still was like, woof. Uh, I got to go back to the Hanging City in Brittle Hollow. Uh, Get ready to fall into that goddamn black hole, white Mm -hmm. hole loop warp 30 times. I hope I can land on a platform before the fucking loop resets. Um, So I got stuck in a lot of situations like that. I never felt lost as to what I was doing. I just often felt like, like literally, I spent many hours falling into this one black hole at the core of Brittle Hollow. Like, 
uh, there were just very specific points in the game where I'm like, woof, if I could just fast forward this part, I would. Because it's not a puzzle. It's like walking from here to there is physically very difficult. Um, and I'm repeating myself, so I guess I'll wrap up. But I just want to underscore, especially because there's this one person on Twitter who gets really angsty when I talk shit on Outer Wild specifically. High Balls Inferno. That I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's phenomenal. I just have these small complaints about it. No, I, yeah. Deathloop was shorter. That's objectively true. Adam, your turn. All right. Uh, I don't want to be beholden to anybody's Balls. opinion on Twitter. I, I'm sorry. No, sure. I don't. I don't accept that. Uh, but player two, Adam Ganser, uh, plugging in. Um, actually, funny enough, I think we line up pretty closely on this one too. Uh, I I was I was very afraid for the first hour of this game because of how unwieldy the controls are. Um, they're very unwieldy. They're hard to get used to. Uh, they give you some options to mitigate it, especially when you're in the ship. They give you like an autopilot that makes not crashing on planets a lot easier and stuff. But I'll say, and I think it's fair to say that it never gets really comfy. Like, you never get to a point where you're super comfy with these controls. And I'm sure people do, but I didn't. And uh, I think I would diagnose that as being... These controls are a little too beholden to trying to be realistic space physics and not game enough. Like, they're not gamified enough to be masterable um, at the level I want to be able to master them, and that was frustrating. Uh, and you know, every game has to make a choice how realistic versus how gamified it's going to be for me could have gone a little further in the gamified. That's basically all I really need to say about the movement stuff, but it was a constant frustration throughout. Uh, it remained frustrating. I kept having deaths that were like, come on, uh, you know, even till the very end, I did think it was too long. And part of what made it stretch out for me was that there were a lot of unintuitive or counterintuitive uh, puzzle solutions. Um, like, for instance, there's one area of Brittle Hollow you can't access unless you realize, oh, the ceiling's actually falling into the black hole. I bet that one part of the puzzle that's inaccessible is accessible if you fall through the black hole and and go through the the alternate universe in there and like go up into that little area then i bet you could get that one little text message and that ended up being true and by the way i didn't figure figure that out i found out by accident um so because of that i didn't see every single space like i didn't see the sun station um i didn't oh. get and i because getting there was kind of like it just the solution was counterintuitive for me and I didn't get all the information on the comet because, again, that was a counterintuitive. The interloper. Yeah, the interloper. Yeah. Like figuring that puzzle out was also counterintuitive. You know, like not because it wasn't – like if somebody explains it to you in hindsight, you're like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. But getting to those solutions just requires oh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of intellectualizing of various data points that are scattered everywhere and For making me, connections. Sorry, I mean, it's it's okay. Aunt. No, no. Yeah. I, but we're going to talk about this, and I'm glad you want to, because I think that's one of the key ingredients yeah, to this. Yeah, I'm just getting excited. Yeah. So, like, that, it, it's a question of, like, what are the things the player will intuit and therefore make these logical leaps, and what things won't they figure out? And I think this game occasionally strays into, nobody's going to figure that out. You know, like, that's just too far to be enjoyable for me. But I'm not a missed guy either. Um, so there was, you know, there's a few puzzles that I ended up basically like tried for an hour, couldn't figure it out. I was like, you know what, man, I don't want to spend five hours figuring this out. So I looked it up. I did that like two or three times. Um, but on the other side of it, this game has two or three moments that are absolutely perfect and exquisite. One of them is the first time you realize, oh my God, the solar system is dying. That's what's happening at the end of the 22 minutes. There is a perfect piece of music that starts to let you know this is the end. And the first time it happened, I was like, oh, there's like a little score. That's kind of cool. And I liked the music. And then, you know, there was a wipe. And I was like, what Didn't the fuck? Didn't know what it signified. Yeah, yeah, what does that mean? And so, okay, it started over. Why did that happen? I don't know. And my chat was sniggering to themselves. You know, they're having the best time, right? And because uh, they knew. They're like, oh, you'll find out. I was like, okay, great. So uh, then I happened to be outside, like on the surface of a planet the next time and turned and saw the sun explode with this music going on, and oh my god, it is such an amazing moment in a video game. 
And I really hope those of you who are listening now have already had it, so you know exactly what it's like. Because I it, was free floating in space, and it was epic. It's yeah. <laughs> it just it's such a not only is it epic visually, which it is, it's really well done. No, it's emotional. It's, it's very moving. emotional. It's very moving. And then there's a second beat of it that happens at the end of the game that's even more palpable, which is when you realize this is not just the death of your own solar system. This is the death of the universe that you're a it's part the heat of. Death of the universe. This is yeah. it. Like this is when it all goes down. And you watch it, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't. And it makes you think. Like, you can't not think. You have to think about, like, that moment's coming. You know what I mean? Like, that, like that. we're all going to see th- Like, not see it per se, but, like, we're, that's going to happen to everything that you've known and everything you've believed in and loved. That's coming to this moment. And I thought this game so perfectly captured that um, in a very gentle, thoughtful, not nihilistic, hopeful way that I super loved. Now, I saw some people got really frustrated with the way they chose to resolve that narrative by lapsing into spiritualisms. That was a thing I saw, you know, people saying. And I'll say, and or yeah, the I, idea that there will just be a new universe right. and after. I, and I'll yeah. say, yes, I. There's a reason why that happened, because uh, we need that to happen. Like we need it. Like human beings need that to be part of the story. Uh, that doesn't make it true that it's happening, but we need it, and therefore, uh, I think that that's I don't why know they that did that. It's not true. Oh, though. I don't. I don't know that it's not true either. I don't. I in yeah. fact, I believe it is true, but I'm just saying that's not a proof. That's what I'm getting at. It's not a proof. Sure, but it is a need, and I think that the fact that this game chose to acknowledge that need was right. It was the right thing to do narratively. I did not like the ending though, and we'll talk about that uh, later. I didn't like the ending. I liked the meaning more than the ending. Uh, so I think that's enough to say that's my rant. All right. Then it's brickety break time, but we'll be right back when I think of another way to express how to pass a checkpoint that's not dying. <laughs> I can't, I can't wiggity wait for that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. 
Oh no, we're getting sucked into the statue's eyes. That's <laughs> Every right. Time. <laughs> it's not dying. It's just the thing that necessarily happens right, right. after you die. Correct. Uh, which means we passed another checkpoint. One upsmanship. We are back. Adam Gans and Mikey S. Mm. Talking about Outer Wilds. And uh, yeah, I just want to start with a plug real quick. Sorry. <laughs> but Oh, here you go. Over on um, the Small Beans podcast feed where we run a bunch of other podcasts, if you dig around in the archive, there's a very special episode on the Small Beans feed called shoot i have to plug both because i can't remember which but i've released two audio short story collections one's called sad and important one's called no side and i believe it's sad and important has a story called the end which is about the heat death of the universe and so that has a lot of my thoughts about the heat death of the universe and i just want to bring that up because when i realized this was going to be about that it tickled me so much because there's not actually a lot of fiction about that no there isn't it's yes. usually about the heat death of our sun. Right. But to me, the idea of entropy, if indeed that is inevitably the future, here's my other thought. And I love that Outer Wilds makes us immediately dive into shit like this. This is game on, by the way. Uh, is that uh, we, I res- fully respect people who scream at me. There are experts, and even if you don't understand quantum physics, they do. And blah, 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 blah. We can prove this is what will happen. It will be the, you know, like the more popular scientific consensus right now is that entropy will win and that eventually all the stars will die out. And I still think it's not, I think there's some humility in saying, sure, but there are tectonic shifts in understanding even among the most elite educated intelligent people on the order of uh oh this revolves around that no sir this revolves around that the other um, thing you know right, right, I mean? right, right. yeah right, right. and i don't think we're nearly advanced enough to close the book on yep that's how the universe is gonna end no there's nothing after it like i don't think we know either way definitively i think, if, if we I think did that's know, still beyond it, human understanding i think if we did know definitively this game would not have been appealing Right. Um, I think this game appeals on the level of your curiosity. Mystery. Right? A true mystery. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, that's really what the driving force of all of it is. Is mm-hmm. like this, like, find out what's in the universe. What does it mean? Who came before you? What? Where are we going? Like, it's really a, a way of gently exploring these metaphorical concepts without being too, like, too uh, preachy about it. Like I, you know, and I actually really like the tone of the game, which is largely uh, like a little bit lighthearted and a little bit sad. It's like a little uh, mix I, of the two. Yeah, it really right? feels Susian to me. I, yeah, it felt like I agree, and it felt like um, so. Cyan, the company that made Mist, actually started by making a bunch of children's games that are basically just fancy hypercard stacks, but include activities more than puzzles and a feeling of lonely exploration so people who are interested who like find this game enjoyable if you're really interested in more stuff like this i recommend checking out old bangers like cosmic osmo and uh, the manhole both of which are available on steam for like 99 cents and uh i just find it so unique to get a game that does give me this feeling i love the idea of that and that they chose to they chose to race in this direction. And I just want to add to what you said earlier about nobody knows about the end of the universe. I mean, everyone, mm-hmm. I think, knows that uh, I have a more of a faith-driven background. Uh, so, of course, I have my own con- concepts of how that would go. But I think there, it's undeniable that we need there to be more than that. Like, we need there to be, like, the human beings need it. You know, in a in a in a Man. purpose, you yeah. know, in a purpose emotional way. Purpose driven. Uh, yeah. It's just so hard to like. I think it was Nietzsche, and I can't say for sure. I should have looked this quote up, but I believe it was Nietzsche that like demand, like said, like even hell would be preferable to annihilation. You know what I mean? And I think that because you're this, conscious, you have your identity. At least yes, you have your I, yeah. F- forgive me if that's not the right person, uh, but I believe he did, and I think that that this game is also a great data point on that spectrum of like how do you deal with if you're going to deal with something so lofty and final and terrifying as that and they do uh mm. what's the solution to it and uh you know they they fall far short of uh offering anything that you could 
call religious or whatever, but it's definitely like a, it definitely lapses into spiritualisms, right? Wouldn't you agree with that? Well, that's what I'm saying is interesting about the, my understanding of the current high level scientific consensus is no, it's not cyclical. It will die and then there will just be nothing. And, uh, I'm like, why isn't it cyclical? Then why the big? Then why bother having anything ever? Why wasn't it nothing always? That's the that's, that's the which question, is like buddy. The unanswerable question, dude. You just yeah. got to it, <laughs> exactly. You know? But that's and, great. That's what's so great. This game is making us ask that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. We deserve we deserve to be forced Games to ask that, that question. Yeah, right. We do. Um, I will say. I, I'm sorry, I'm like a human plug machine, but then no, I do okay. have thoughts about this game. But have you played on, uh, I played it on Xbox. I think it's on Xbox platforms, but it's probably everywhere. I don't know. Sorry, look it up. Call of the Sea? I think I downloaded it, but I never played it. It's like a little game, right? It's a little game which yeah. kind of captures some of these feelings. It's not as ambitious or unique, and yet it's more of a Cthulhu story. Yes, um, that's right. It doesn't yes. capture the vibe to the same degree and is, is certainly not as unique. But um, it's the more gamified. The reason I really enjoy Call of the Sea when I, com- I looked back at it after having played Outer Wilds freshly was like, man, I missed how in Call of the Sea, it was like as soon as you understood the puzzle, it was solved because it, there was no impediment to resolving the puzzle. Yep. That's it, true. You knew what to do. You're like, oh, I know what to do. You walked straight over to the thing, grabbed the thing, put it over there, moved it over there, pressed B, it did it, and you were like, I was right. Um, whereas in Outer Wilds, you'd be like, damn it, I know the solution, and based on the clues, I'm sure I'm right. But then it's four hours to implement the solution. It, it takes a while, yes. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you get to the moons that rotate each other, because there's a lot of the Ash and Ember twin planets. Those two have like interworking Getting there at puzzles. Times, right? Yeah. yeah. And you gotta wait, and like uh, sometimes there's, and again, the physics sometimes again, get in the way. Endlessly, you know? the the things that are impediments at the same time are endlessly inventive triumphs of diegetic storytelling. Like totally. the fact that on the Ash Twin or Ember Twin, rather, one of the Outer Wilds dudes, if you encounter him early in the loop doesn't know what's going on, but if you encounter him late in the loop, it's like, oh my God, the universe is ending. What do I do? Oh my God. Yep. He's like freaking out. Yep. Um, and uh, But I'll tell you the one that got me and is uh, Dark Bramble itself, and I guess as it should be because it's one of the final puzzles. It's on the way to the ending. Um, you have to go there more times than you should have to, by the way. Mapping, like, I feel like that I should be never, a, twice, I will maybe. never fully comprehend like the map of what nodes in Dark Bramble lead where. I just threw my scout, went is there slow, one? and is did there like one? trial and error. Yeah, after I was done, I looked up online, and they're like, there are eight nodes, and they're connected in this fashion. Okay. And, if you, and there is, you can map it in your mind, and it's just wild. Um, I blundered my way through Dark Bramble trial yeah. and error style until yeah. I got what I needed out of it. Um, once you realize going slow is how to avoid the anglerfish, you just wander around. Um, stuff like that. And yet, everything I'm mentioning also highlights, dude... They invented a puzzle based on multi-dimensional nodes with giant space angler fish. Like it's not everything is amazing. Everything's incredible. It's just difficult to access. And that's why I wouldn't I don't even know if I'd necessarily cuz a question you ask yourself when you're critical of something, right, is would I change it? Can I improve it? Can I think of how I could fix it? I would say no in this case in the sense that the underlying fact that it is a real physics clockwork universe also gives you all the most amazing aspects of it. Like that it real does. feeling of the shadows sweeping across the alien horizon, the, the little prince feeling or the Mario Galaxy feeling of visiting all these little worldlets and knowing that the computer engine you're in is running everything all at once. Or I don't even know if that's how it works. It probably sections it out. But you know what I mean? That feeling that you're in a clockwork thing. And and there are games that you that have to use real physics, like Kerbal Space Program or what have you. So I get why we have... It's funny that our criticism is basically, well, this is so realistic that it's like bumbling around in my stupid meat body. Like, I don't want it this well, realistic. But that, but that, is, a, that is a challenge that every game yeah. has. Like, every it game is. has Traversal. to decide. It's huge. Yeah. Well, and they have to decide how to make it fun by reducing the amount of reality you have to deal with. It's like striking every game to me has that 80% that. 
80% of developers, and then I'll let you talk for a while. Sorry, I'm totally hogging. Okay. No problem. 80% of developers end up deciding you should be able to jump the height of your head, which is yeah, not realistic. Right. Yeah. And we <laughs> yeah. all accept it. Yeah, yeah. We Interesting. Do. Yeah. You're right. And like, I honestly would say, like, on a, on a spreadsheet, these guys made a lot of the right decisions. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I, and even like conceptually, like, that's really what I mean. Conceptually, they made a lot of the right decisions, but it didn't always come together in a way that meant fun. You know what I mean? And like, that's, you've heard that critique from me on a couple of different games. I have it on this one too, where it's like, it wasn't always fun. Um, It was always very interesting. And man, when it delivers conceptual realizations, it delivers like home runs, like home run derby home runs, like, whoa. You know, there's so many really cool ones. Another aspect to it that I think we haven't talked about at all is the wonder of uh, the wonder of just sort of discovering stuff in the universe. Period. Like just sort of like flying in space is fucking awesome. You know how it's sort of like humdrum in a lot of games. It's not mm-hmm. humdrum in this game. It's like wow. Every time you take yeah. off, yeah, you, it's really striking to approach these planets and then. Uh, try to land on them, and that's difficult. And like, for instance, there's the one planet that uh, that's basically the the Jupiter planet, uh, which is Giants Deep. Yeah, Giants that, Deep. That planet is utterly terrifying, like picturesque to land on, or like cinematics yes. to encounter. Yeah, yes, and it's it's you can't believe it the first time you get there. And there's so many little moments like that in this tiny little game where there's only Dude, like did you six planets? Were you ever hanging out with Gabro? At a time when a twister came and his entire island is lifted yes. into space. Yes. And he like meditates and zens out for a second and then yeah. falls back to Earth. It's so, it's so cool. good. <laughs> it, there's so many little things like that. Now, I, I will say, and this is like sort of leaning into the critique I have of the ending. I never cared about the people you met out there. Like the the others of your species that were stranded on various planets. They never meant anything to me emotionally. I cared it a was, lot more about the Nomai. Way more about yeah, them, the right? The characterization, speaking of Little Prince, it was very Little Prince-esque. It's like almost a fable. Yeah. Each person was winsome, but there's nothing yeah. to them. They're just like a winsome sentiment, and that's the whole character. They, yeah. They're basically a Final Fantasy NPC. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's they the amount of... They have a couple of, dozen things to say. Yeah. yeah. That's the amount of connection you get to them. So it was weird that the game felt so beholden to them in its very long ending sequence. Okay. Right? The, there did not need to be, once you enter God's eye, yes. there did not need to be more puzzles to nope. solve to get to the end. Nope. You should have gotten the end to that unspool be right then. That because should absolutely be it. You're splitting the emotional impact of your yes. thing. It was a huge yeah. mistake because the journey, when you finally figure out what you have to do to shut down and you fucking this process, do it, and you yeah, do yeah. it, it's number one, it's harrowing. Number two, you're realizing, oh my God, I'm killing the universe today. And I'm you're realizing, it. I mean, I, I felt, and I wonder if you did, you're realizing that, oh, I've really figured out this clo- this device. Because in order to do the run in time, you also have to understand how the warping system works. Yes, you do. So you have yes. this very satisfying feeling of, oh, I know the ropes. I get this yeah, place now. I've mastered the now universe I have, here. Now I must kill it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's now right. Now I must kill it. So you, you're going through all that. You're flying all the way back to the first ship that landed here and like booting up the you know the engine mm-hmm. drive and then watching the universe die from the fucking uh, place you warped to. It's like, that's it, man. You did it. You fucking did it. That, that's where I got oh. I, I got so sad and the realization, that there was more. I, I just yeah. felt like, no, there doesn't need to be more. You that did there it. was more. Me too. Yeah. Anyway, please continue. Yeah. But also, no, I was just going to say there's staggering realizations. Like one, when you, un- when you, dis- when you understand what the pr- orbital probe cannon is. Yes, that's and right. And you realize that every loop, when you wake up, the first thing you see when you open your eyes is the domino that fell that led to the end of the universe. Yes. Because you can see the orbital probe cannon firing in the sky mm-hmm. in har- uh, Timberhearth mm-hmm. when you wake up. And then the fact that, uh, or the, the one that got me the most, I think, was the way that they weave... And that might be why they simplified uh, the Harthians, because Outer Wilds Ventures characters did feel very 2D. And I think 
it's quite a challenge that we're, you can, it's easy to underestimate the challenge of weaving together arcs, story arcs simultaneously in a non-linear fashion because you can encounter the story chunks in different orders in this game. It is not like finding text logs in a row. That's right. You, they're scattered. Um, and you're weaving a story that happened a thousand years ago and what's happening in the present timeline. That's so, so difficult. And they do it so well. And I wonder if the Harthian characters were more complex if you'd start getting them jumbled up with the Nomai. But well, I don't know. I, I and still, you're doing multiple generations of the Nomai. Yes, you are. I, I still found... And see, I know that some people, the people who really love this game, which is the people we're going to hear from about this probably, are are not going to share this sentiment. And I get that, guys. I get that those of you who really loved it didn't have this trouble. But I'm trying to represent myself and then I think a bunch of other people who aren't going to be as enamored with it I think that the game required you to remember too many things like it required you to have to juggle a lot of pieces of information in a lot of different places to put some of these puzzles together and didn't give you the best tools to work back through them uh like for instance you do have that hub right in your ship where you can like go and trace like okay so this I, needed to happen and that needed to happen and oh uh, we know these other five facts could use Go the ahead. rumor web. The rumor yes. web is well. I was just saying the rumor web is another completely unique. I've never seen anything of its like exactly before in a game, and I'm like, how did this not get invented earlier for puzzle games? This I, is such a satisfying filling in the rumor web makes me feel like goddamn Sherlock Holmes. It's, it's so satisfying. It's funny that you say that because I thought it wasn't enough. To keep things straight. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I didn't think it. it was enough. I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I like what it is, but I thought the game had more. There was it. The game gave you slightly more information than that thing could keep track of, and it's and the game required well, you to keep track of it without the thing, to a degree. We've dived deep enough to right find where we separate out then, because okay. I would disagree with the statement you also said about like I do like mist. So people yeah, listening, like that's, you know, yeah, now yeah. you're starting to see the, di- and I take notes when I play puzzle games with a uh, pen and I, I paper. Don't, I don't want to do that. That's <laughs> fun to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't so, want to do that. That's, that's where, fine. That's so that's really where, where we differ. Yeah. Um, I, I want the game to provide me all the tools that I need to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to bring supplemental tools. And I think it's not great when a game requires me to look something up or keep notes, you know what I mean? Like, and I get it. Some people are like, no, that's great. And I love it. Okay. Uh, you know, sorry. You know, but again, yeah. I, uh, maybe I'm Can't just a meathead. stress enough that the actual concepts, like when I realized that the reason there is a time loop is because they ensured that the deep space probe could fire over and over and over in mm-hmm. every possible direction. Mm-hmm. So that one time it only needs to glimpse the eye one time. And then whoever's alive in the loop, they hope, will figure all this shit out and do the thing. And indeed you do. But like, it's got one of the more sophisticated time loop justifications. The storytelling is so sophisticated that I think it would have been overwhelming if the characters were hu- were of human complexity. I guess yeah, I'll say that. If you had to listen to them, if you had to like if get into their like emotions. If it was Mass Effect, yeah, with, yeah. yeah, it would have been too much. Well, you'd have to spread it out. all the shit also going on. You yeah. would have had to spread it out. That's the thing, you know? And this, it's just, it's a small team. It's a new, newish team. And it impressed me in the way that like Psychonauts stuff impresses me with its tone with its ability to strike bittersweet and uh that's something that's saying something because tim schaefer's like a living legend and I agree. has been doing this for 40 years and i would i would also add this is one of the rare games that shows the value of a storytelling experience that's not purely interpersonal emotional like almost mm-hmm. all the games even the ones you just mentioned mass effect and uh and psychonauts that do have sort of larger conceptually rewarding emotion arcs, like emotional arcs. This game has very few of those, maybe zero of those, depending on how connected you got to the Nomai. So like it's pure concept. Like you're getting emotional purely about the concepts, like Jesus. the premise. Yeah. Dude. You know? And that's Alex hard to Beecham, do. Uh, lead designer started this in college as his thesis project. That makes and sense. Advanced it out I think I read game. that. Yeah. That's, that's fucking rad. Though. Good for him. It's, 
in that context, it's even more impressive. Wow. It's a really, I mean, this is a really smart brain that had yeah. a lot of cool ideas that were tracked well and woven together well and executed well. Um, innovative. Innovative. Yeah, man. Look, he deserves all these compliments because this is definitely unlike anything else. No question about it. Um, also, we haven't even talked about this. There's some really cool scientific pieces to this that are like, if you're interested in science, like as a subject, this game mm-hmm. is a rewarding experience on that level too, right? Like it's the quantum theory and stuff works yeah. fairly well. Yeah. yeah. Um, the idea that, so like they gamify it and, and they silify it, but it's based in fact, meaning there's quantum shards that when you look away and look back, they've changed position. It's You're like, so cool. hey, that's an innovative, cool thing for a puzzle game and a great mechanic that they skin multiple ways for different puzzles. B, uh, that's kind of true if you're loose with what quantum physics is, right? Or the, the uncertainty principle and the double slit experiment show that if you observe something, it changes. And so they're like taking Schrodinger's cat and stuff like that and sort of twisting it. it. It reminded me of Star Trek more than anything, where you're like, that's excitingly real science, even though it's not real, real science. Uh, your fake science is really good. Yeah, the yeah, fake science it's like is how excellent. People got excited. Yeah, people got excited about the time dilation in Interstellar. I would say if you're that kind of person, mm-hmm. you'll get excited about the quantum theory stuff in this game. Uh, For sure. Because it's explored really well and in a really fun way. But it's also not so rigidly scientific as to sap it of its own sort of unique individual spirit captured, I would argue, even though it's a little bit lame captured by the banjo. <laughs> like, I really think yeah. that's why the banjo is the thing you keep hearing is this sense of this is the whimsical individual that you are going through this large, like larger experience. That's why there's always a banjo because it stands out from the rest of the mm. music, you know? Uh, yeah. And I thought a lot about that. Like, why, why the banjo? And I, that's what I settled on is like, that's you. You're the banjo. And I think that's kind of cool. No, you're the banjo. No, you be the banjo. Together, you if, and I uh, are the banjo. If you do like this lonely, melancholy vibe and banjo music, I have to recommend again The Flame and the Flood, which I hope we'll cover someday. Yeah. That's a great game. We've as talked well. about that one. Uh, there are some things I missed, unfortunately, while I when I played it. Uh, like I missed what went actually went wrong with the Sun Station. Uh, because mm-hmm. I never got there. And I, when I went back and read what you find out on the interloper, I was really bummed I didn't figure that one out. Because uh, that's where you find out how everybody died. Uh, oh, I actually don't know that either. I, I never believe, figured that out. I believe... Spoil it for me, baby. <sighs> Man, see, now I'm going to summarize it wrong, I'm afraid. Uh, okay, I believe then I'll look it up It's after. where you find out where the ghost... Like the ghost... Uh, the ghost sh- matter yes, origin. It comes from that. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, we didn't talk about... And just really innovative puzzle solutions like yeah. oh you have to get inside the jellyfish to avoid the lighting or uh ghost matter as a thing right the right. scout launcher as a thing right they endlessly thought of really good things to do with their engine you're like that is smart the hourglass twins may be annoying to navigate but, but they're as so an cool, idea though. yeah they're really cool like, Let's make two planets and the sand shifts from one planet. You're like, this is so cool. And the giant's deep. They're like, it's gas, then liquid, then the core. You're like, that's a great idea. Dark Bramble, great idea. Each planet is incredibly innovative. And what a great idea. And they all have a cool dynamic that you have to learn how to navigate. Uh, And they're all really exciting. It does create some levels of tedium if you don't snap it up immediately. And mm-hmm. I and I just think people need to be prepared for that because it took me thirty hours. Yeah, yeah, and that's too long. Um, I think this game should have been honestly half that length. You said two thirds. I think 20. half. I'd go twenty. I'd say yeah. yeah, between fifteen and twenty would have been great. Um, and yeah. then there's hardcore puzzle heads who will say no, it is perfect and good, and, good and good. Fair reaction. Congratulations, good. you yeah. you got the exact experience that I. I think twelve-year-olds should be assigned this game as homework. It is honestly it makes your yeah. brain grow. It would be yeah. an awesome homework assignment. I totally agree. Yeah. You'd learn a lot of cool concepts about 
space and stuff. The problem is that it, it's so intricate that you have to mm-hmm. learn a lot of things that are not anything. <laughs> you just hear your kid crying from the it's other like, room. I can't get <laughs> what the, the fuck is that I shit? I can't get into the space station outside Dark Bramble. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it, Dave. Like you just haven't thought enough about quantum theory, sweetheart. You're not thinking portals, bro. Yeah, exactly. You're not thinking the right way. I can't get to the escape pod. Uh, I guess you're dumb. I guess you're dumb, son. <laughs> guess somebody's a sea astronaut, aren't they? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, anyway, I think we're probably about time uh, to take a little astral break here, and then when we come back together, restart the loop. We'll hit the celestial hard drive. What do you think, buddy? That's right. The future is always built on the past, even if we don't get to see it. So we'll see you after the break. Or not. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Shout out to anyone who died during the course of that <laughs> ad break and uh, parted from us forever. Shout out to them. That's right. But that was uh, before the break. I ended with uh, one of my favorite quotes from the game. I think the game also had some real wisdom and insight in it. It did. Smell the pine trees along the way. Dumb but true. Well, Dumb but so, true. Uh, can we talk? Like me. Uh, can we do? <laughs> you and me, friend. Can we talk for like, I don't know, two minutes about other than like, those realizations we talked about, did you find a deeper meaning here? Like, do you think this game had anything sagacious to say about life? I think that was enough. The stuff that we discussed. Yeah, yeah, you I don't agree. think that was, I yeah. agree. I'm just, um, but we do end up spending that extended sequence at the end, which I think was supposed to be the moral of the story. And that's where I'm like, okay, did any of that land? I don't think it was the moral of the story. I think okay. it was a victory lap. And I, okay. in that way, I compare it very much to, um, Forgotten City. I call those endings um, victory laps more than conclusive beats. And by that, I mean Forgotten City is the closest analog because they both end in a museum where you go through and look at 
like did, when you reappeared in the museum at the end of Outer Wilds the second time, did you look at mm-hmm. all the I did. plaques? I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you noticed that they've changed and now yes. they're almost Fallout esque. Like twenty years later, this happened to this character. Yes. This character's Correct. destiny was this. And uh, in Forgotten City, I actually thought Forgotten City iterated on this in a more satisfying way. You actually have full dialogue trees where you talk to the person and the person's like, here's what happened to me. Hey, do you have any questions? And you can do a whole dialogue, which was endlessly cathartic. Um, So I would describe the sequence of the storytelling here as, hey, man, like, isn't it crazy how blank and blank and blank? Yes, that is crazy. Well, that's all I really got for you. Peace and love, man. Which is fine. That's a legitimate... I, I think a, it's actually better. That's a full experience for a video yeah. game. Um, so I do think it raises the question of the heat death of the universe and then just says, you know, that. And like at the end, it implies maybe it's on a loop or something, you know, but it's nothing It's nothing edgy. No, there's no like big statement. Um, but what is interesting is I think they try to just gussy it up or zhuzh it up a little in that victory lap phase by just having all of the Outer Wilds Ventures people say something wise. Like I said, my favorite too, stop and smell the pine trees and the future is always built on the past even if we don't get to see it. That's all. Like some little placemat, you know, fortune cookie wisdom. That's all you get. It, so this is I, this is why I always go back to The Last of Us as mm. like uh, how do you do an ending? Yeah. Because I think in both games they really did that right. Uh, by only giving us one thing to think about. Like, they basically decided this is the thing to think about about the game and gave you the final scene that's that. And, uh, I mean, and I I just say this not as a lecture to these guys because obviously they've made something great here, but you and I are storytellers and it's something I want to remember for myself. It's like, okay, so don't get so obsessed with, like, it, like remembering the cool time you had instead yeah. stick the landing like stick the landing and do the one narrative thing that mattered here because people will remember the game more fondly if you do that just then if hit, you, yeah you like hit the gong the hardest you've yeah. ever hit it and let that note ring walk away walk like away. The, I, yeah. I mean i know I, I know you said it once but the eye of the universe was a very uh it was a heart lifting thing in a video game honestly it really was it was like the whole that whole experience was was like it lifted you up a little bit it made it made you hopeful about a thing where there is no hope you know like uh the heat death of the universe if it's a fact as we as science concludes that it is you know without any other sort of extraneous data it's a hopeless thing and this game managed to make it hopeful and i liked that and I know some people got upset about it but like if no only man hopeful I in the it. trite but true way of well, at least we got to experience anything, and here we are yeah, together for a that's moment. Right. And it's like, yeah, if that's all the hope you get, I'll take it. Yeah, for well, sure. You know, yeah. I mean, I f- I find there to be a certain romantic existentialism about that. Yeah, because I sure. f- I find existentialism to be slightly romantic. Well, and uh, it, compa- honestly. it compares well to No Country for Old Men because it's yeah. basically a long campfire metaphor. I thought it was very important that one and meaningful, not just flash. That one of the final experiences you have is you th- assume you're in a star field and you slowly float forward and you realize it's a bunch of lights in the woods. And if you don't understand what I'm saying watch No Country for Old Men again and the last monologue about my father lighting a campfire. Yeah, it's so uh, good. Ahead of me in the dark. Uh, I think that's, they're playing on the same kind of symbolism here. Yes, but just with another round of mist-like puzzles. (laughs) I was like, nah, man. Yeah, why did there have to be more puzzles? It just shouldn't have been more puzzles. Puzzles all the way down. I've wasted too much on that. Uh, I think I am ready to pass, pass the final checkpoint. Are you? Okay. I'm scrolling through. That's the sound of me scrolling through my notes, panicking, right. being like, is there any huge like thing that would benefit my listeners in a great way that I skipped? No, I just take too many notes. It's someone, a, no, I love all your notes. So I said I someone sh- over the 10,000 years that have elapsed, someone should tidy up all these know my corpses. There's goddamn corpses <laughs> everywhere. I, right? I, That's I, you worth get the saying. Impression, yes, but you get the impression that literally no one's been anywhere but that little tiny planet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like well, it's like, man, how are yeah. they even like how many kids are they allowed to have well, on this planet? Well, how do they One? sustain themselves yeah. as a civilization? No Don't fucking get way. started. Yeah. No yeah, way. No way. 
Uh, it's weird yeah, like let's that. Let's pass that checkpoint. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> All right. So the sand to has shifted every yeah. which way, and it's keeper delete time, where we decide ultimately if the game deserves to be on our list of the 100 games that we will deliver up to whoever tells us our ranking after the heat death of the universe. Like, are we going to be S tier as a civilization? Are we going to be B tier? This <laughs> this drive will determine that. Does this game get shot through the black hole and come out the white hole mm-hmm. uh, into the hands of the aliens? Hey, you know, I have a sci-fi short story about that, too. Check them out. Sad and important and no sad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you and your plugs today. All right. Uh, Mike, where do you land on this? I don't know if it... I thought this would be surprising because of my opening salvo about how yeah. the physics are actually frustrating. But I think if you've caught on to the uh, timbre of my overall argument, and if you paid attention, and I'm trying to be a little more consistent these days, I recently argued on this podcast that a game doesn't have to succeed in every single dimension to succeed hard enough in enough dimensions to make the drive. So even though I find the puzzles obtuse to a point of frustration and the traversal uh, also drove me to frustration. I'm going to keep this and put it on the drive. I really think it Mm. deserves to because it succeeds so hard Mm. in in departments that are harder to succeed in, like saying something that feels resonant, haunted me for a long time to come, spurred other thoughts that branched off from the initial thought, made for good conversation, um, the made me feel emotionally invested moment to moment, are included, you know, innovative designs for puzzles that I've never encountered before. Like, I just think it also highlights how fucking hard it is to design a puzzle. Puzzles puzzles in 3D space might be one of, and it makes Breath of the Wild all the more uh, like breath of the wild. It may be our number one, uh, at least for now on this pod. And I think the fact that they have satisfying puzzles that are hard, but not too hard that take place in 3d space that are genuinely satisfying when you go, Oh, that's how it works. I got to move the ball over there and shoot the bomb there. That's so fucking hard. And it's so fucking hard here. And that was Nintendo. And this is a team that's innovating real puzzles. And yes, some of them struck me as I was like, that puzzle was slightly too hard. Fuck that. That's so subjective and such a moving target from person to person. Uh, it succeeds in enough dimensions that it stays on the drive. So, yes. Okay. Keep. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Mike. By contrast, here comes unfair. I know. Uh, yeah. I'm going to delete this game. It's got to move on like the no I'm money delete. themselves. Hey, I, I, everything can't you, last forever. I'll tell you why. <laughs> and I know people are going to be upset. Please don't. Please don't at me about this, okay? Just I get it that you loved it. I get it. Get them balls. For me, no, I don't want to hear about it. So for me, uh, I I found the exp- like the moment to moment game piece of it frustrating enough that I that it keeps it from the drive for me. It's it really is that simple. Uh, I like I, I felt like by the time like fifteen hours in, I'm still having dumb deaths and stuff, and like still miscalculating leaps and still struggling to keep control of it and also finding puzzles that are, you know, legitimately really obtuse. It's like, yeah, I like the ideas here, much like I like the ideas in a Fallout, but the game still has to be fun enough that it's not tripping me up. And this game didn't quite clear that for me. Um, not to be one of the greatest games of all time. Is it an excellent game? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, but to be one of the greatest games of all time, not quite. That said, it's a triumph. And I can't wait to see what the next game this this team does. I think they're they deserve to be watched, and uh, they deserve all the credit and money in the world. And I hope they get both those things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I and I also yes, I have said and I stand by it. Yes, lopsided games deserve to be on here when uh, they do something so excellently, and this game does do stuff so excellently. But the gameplay isn't average; it's a little below average. Uh, and that frustrated me enough that I, I just don't think it, it should go. It seems like game feel is a more highly weighted category for you than it is for me generally. Because um, Prob- I'm also probably, more probably. into Fallout than you. And I'm more into yeah. games where I'm like, 
oh, I don't care. The promise of the story was enough for me to overlook that a little more than you'll overlook that. So a textbook Swain decision and a textbook Ganser decision, I'd say, at the end of the day. I do think I fairly fairly captured the best moments of this game, and they are very, very good. Uh, but it like Rarified for me, air. yeah. For me, I I also want more of an interpersonal emotional experience, ideally out of my story. You know, like that's just a preference I have, and like I, you know, I want that. Uh, that's I would what I'm also always just looking specifically for. show this to aliens because it feels uh, that is something that sometimes comes into my thinking is like. Uh, what are, yeah, what, what are the aliens going to think of it? No, what it fucks with, like story wise is enough if i guess what i'm saying is if you're going to be a cerebral noble uh uh sophisticated like story or even try to be i'll overlook a lot of the game feel stuff because yeah. i'm like well you're trying to elevate the medium and you need support if you're doing you have that. something powerful to say and yeah. i and i so i agree rare. yeah i agree and they did uh and i do think that's important uh nonetheless i i those Two or three failings are a love. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I, I really, really labored about this. Mike can tell you. Like, I was really debating about it uh, for really the last couple months. And I'm like, man, what am I going to say? I don't know. But I, that, I think that's where I landed. Uh, that said, and if you haven't played this game, landing, as they all are, they all fucking are. If you haven't played this game, I can't recommend it strongly enough. But if you uh, haven't played it and you're listening to this part of the podcast, you fucked up. <laughs> but you should still play it. You still like it. I really think yeah. you will. Yeah. Well, Mike, uh, anything else before we we cease this loop and start another? Just a nitpick for people who have played the game or love it fondly. Great. Uh, how did Solanum, which I believe is the name of the Nomai ghost you encounter on the quantum moon, and you you know how you um isn't he still alive is he a ghost or was he still alive yeah you find his bones uh he teleports okay. you to another area and you're right by his bones that's right that, that's sorry. how yes. i interpreted that okay but um also in preparing for the podcast i looked up the synopsis and he's dead but um okay fair enough uh you interact with him using a set of stones and one of the first things oh, he yeah. says is who are you where'd you come from how did you get here but he has a stone with a portrait of you on it so that you can reference yourself in conversation. How the fuck did that happen? That defies even the time loop. Like, that doesn't... Anyway. You know, nitpick. there's there's mysteries in the Nomai mm-hmm. we never learn, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, One letter off from Nomad. Get it? <laughs> I did. Uh, I did get fuck that. this game, dude. Delete this <laughs> shit. No, I loved it. Um, I guess I we're think, out, right? Farewell. You want to you wanna plug... The pluggables, or did I already plug I th- enough? I think you've done so much of I that, sir. I even mentioned small beans. Okay, you really did. I I All feel right. like it's time to pluck out the banjo and play us off, sir. Ba ding 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 ding. Work complete. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Kohler at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. 
tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 